Sikipist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo. This episode is brought to you by Flying Solo's premium membership, a massive tools and benefits to help your business stand out and ensure you stay at the top of your game. All for just $99. More details on the website. Now on to the show. Today's guest is Katrina McCarter, founder of Marketing to Mums. She's a marketing strategist who specializes in helping brands sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, and that's mums. Katrina, welcome to the Flying Solo podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Lucy. I've been very excited about um, (laughs) our interview. I've been a bit of a fan of Flying Solo since starting my very first business back in 2011. Wow. So you're a long-term fan. Always good to meet those. Katrina, you have an incredibly impressive business and I just wanted to start before we get into what you do and how you do it by just talking about some incredible stats that you've got on your website. I actually saw them yesterday and they totally blew me away. So the first stat was that mums are responsible for $132 billion in spending in Australia every year. And if mums were an industry, they would be the biggest contributor to GDP. Those are incredible numbers. Um, I know. I know. I absolutely am blown away by those numbers as well. And that really shows you just the opportunity that is that is there in place for businesses who can actually communicate well with, with the mother market. Absolutely. So let's just um, tell the listeners who aren't familiar with what your business does um, a bit about what you actually do. Yeah, sure. So um, as you uh, as you said earlier, I run a business called Marketing to Mums. I run a it's a marketing and research consultancy, and I really specialize in helping businesses communicate more effectively with mothers so that they can grow their sales and profits. So a lot of the kind of work that I do is actually providing them with education about the mum market and all the different behaviors and segments within within that market. I also do quite a lot of research. I I really am passionate about mitigating your risk and ensuring that where you're investing your money is the right place for you to be investing your money. So, and that comes with research and insights. And the last thing that I do is I provide a lot of strategic support. So, I um, am quite a creative problem solver and a creative thinker, and I love putting together strategies that that really work and connect uh, with with that segment of mothers that you might be looking to attract. And, and in terms of the types of businesses I work with, I work with, um, you know, solo startups right through to corporate uh, players and the industries that I work in are just as diverse as mothers are. So I'm working with pool chemicals right through to optometry and everything in between because mums influence so many different purchases um, in, our, in our economy. They really are the powerhouse of our economy. Yeah, which makes absolute sense when you put it that way because that is how most households work for sure. Um, we know that mothers are actually one of the biggest growing um, groups of entrepreneurs and startup founders and small business owners now in Australia. So it's interesting that, you know, you're coming in it from, I suppose, the other way around. So you're talking to mums. How did you spe- get to specialise in, in the mum market? 
Mm, that's a great question. I get asked this one um, quite a lot. My background, so I've got almost two decades sales and marketing experience. Um, I did my business degree, major in marketing. I did a, um, you know, my MBA in international business. And I predominantly worked in the fast moving consumer goods industry, uh, working for, you know, blue chip big brands and running their sales teams and also running major accounts, supermarket accounts like Coles. Um, but I've also worked in hardware where I repositioned a brand based on a really interesting research insight that mums, uh, that women are responsible for buying a lot of those consumer electricals. So I was involved in that. And I've also been involved in the e-commerce space with my first business. And I think um, my real learnings around mothers came for me back in 2011. At the age of 39, I launched my first business, which was an online shopping website site for mums. And um, I grew that to a community of 150,000 mums um, uh, before selling it in 2016. And I never spent more than $300 a month on advertising. So if wow. anyone ever tells you that you can't uh, grow your business without a, a big marketing budget, it's it's false. I'm telling you, it's all about um, there, are, there are real tricks and tips that you can adopt and strategies that you can implement to grow your business without spending a whole lot of money on advertising. And in fact, in the last 18 months of my business, I didn't spend anything. Um, oh, but wow. it was really... Yeah, it was really when I was developing that that business that I I under I started to understand that there was this growing wave of dissatisfaction amongst mothers with the way that they were being communicated with. And at the other spectrum, I was dealing with advertisers because I was pushing out their their sales messages to my community. And I was really stunned that it didn't matter how big the brand was, they really lacked an expertise around how to communicate with mothers and convert them to a sale. And with that, I saw this kind of growing gap in the market and uh, I leapt in in uh, late 2015 um, and really started started enjoying the, the work that I was doing because brands were just so appreciative in terms of learning about how to communicate with mothers. And at the same time, mothers were just so much happier not to be getting so much of that advertising noise, yeah. But, yeah. but really authentic messaging um, that, that, that resonated with them. So um, that's really kind of the, the story of, of how I got involved in the mum market. That's fascinating. And, I, you know, without asking you to give all your secrets away, what are some of the what, – what, what is unique about your approach then when you're speaking to mums? What's the sort of a yeah, key well, factor there? Yeah, look, I've actually written it in my first book. So back in 2000 mm. – 2016, I launched a book called Marketing to Mums, How to Sell More to Australia's Most Powerful Consumer. And in that book, I introduce an eight-step framework, which I call the eight pillars of success. And these are the critical elements that I think you need to have in place if you're going to be successful in attracting mothers and and their families into, into your business. Um, and I think some of the standout things there for me is um, your brand story is really, really powerful. A mum's connect with that story and they want to do business with with 
businesses that they feel are in alignment with their own values. So really using your brand story effectively and being the face of your business is very important as a small business owner. Uh, the second thing that I would say is I love working collaboratively and I've worked with most of the major players in the mum space with all those online mum communities um, and we grew our businesses together. We did a lot of marketing partnership work and um, marketing partnerships to me are a hugely underdone area um, and I invest an enormous amount of time in growing my network um, and seeing who else is trying to get something done that I might be able to help them with and in, mm. and they could also um, assist me. So I do a lot of work in marketing partnerships as well. So they're, they're probably two standout things that I would say um, that allowed me to, to, to significantly drop my marketing investment in my first business. Mm. And what, what do you think are, um, was, yeah, sorry, what do you think are some of the key trends that business owners should be aware of then in terms of marketing to the mum market? Yeah, great question. Look, I probably think that there are five things that, that really stand out for me right now. One of them is the power of testimonials. We do a, a lot of research at Marketing to Mums and we did research back in 2016. We've just repeated that in 2019. And the number one thing that influences mum's sale, mum to a sale, is a written testimonial. So you need to ensure that you've got a testimonial strategy in place. I think that that mm. is that is super important, more influential than a mum-to-mum -mum recommendation, which really yeah. surprised me and continues yeah. to surprise me. So number one, make understand the power of testimonials and have a testimonial strategy. The second trend I would say is mum's value, uh, convenience and time. You know, we're increasingly time poor and it's not just a price game. Mums value other elements. So consider that when you're positioning your business and, and developing products and services. The third mm. trend that I'm really seeing, and uh, it really taps into something you said earlier, Lucy, about the growing number, number of women and mums in business is mums are actively supporting other female owned businesses. So if you happen to be a female-led business, you should be, and you're trying to attract mums to your business, you should be amplifying uh, that fact that you're a female-led business because she, mm. that's really, really resonating strongly for her. Um, the fourth trend that I'm seeing is that audio is really growing. Um, mums are loving podcasts. Yes. Um, it allows them to multitask and do a, a huge number of things whilst whilst improving um, their knowledge, which is something they're always trying to do. So um, really have a look at how you could tap into audio. And the fifth kind of trend that I'm really seeing is the increasing role of dads and grandmothers in in the family. So certainly in the younger millennial families, uh, we are seeing that mums and dads are entering parenthood at e on equal terms. Um, and so that's, we're having dad more involved in a lot more purchasing decisions than he has been in the past. Um, and secondly, we're seeing with both parents often working now that there's a lot, and there's a lot of pressure on childcare. It's, it's hard to get yes. into. It's expensive. Um, we're relying on grandma to come in for, to, to the rescue to help out, you know, a couple of, t a couple of times a week. Um, so grandma is now purchasing 
interesting things that she's not really done for a long time. Um, and she's, you know, that could be nappies. It could be buying food to prepare the, the meal for, for the evening. Um, so I'm always saying to, to my clients, don't forget grandma. You really should have a grandma strategy, particularly if you're in consumer goods. That's so they're probably five. Yeah. They're probably five trends that I'm seeing at, at the moment. It's um, such an interesting point there you make about grandmothers or I suppose grandparents in general. I'm just thinking, you know, myself this week we're in the middle of school holidays here in New South Wales and my, my parents are minding my oldest for me. And it's certainly, you know, there is conversations that you're having and there are things that they're buying that they wouldn't have bought for, you know, 20 years, maybe even more. That's a really Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, and we are seeing that that's grandparents, but we are seeing more of that childcare, um, domestic, um, help being more, more heavily weighted towards grandma than grandpa. Mm, okay. Yep. So you've obviously done a lot of research and I know that it's now taking you across the world to speak and you've been invited to share your research in Paris and you've also launched your book in New York. Are there any differences between the Australian mum market and the American or French mum market? Oh, definitely. Yeah, look, this time last year I was standing up in Paris uh, delivering a presentation whilst I was speaking in in uh, in English, all my slides were professionally translated into French, which wow. really added a, a degree of difficulty. But there are a lot <laughs> of learnings that, that I made whilst I was there and also in preparation for that trip as well. French mothers uh, tend to maintain their, their careers more readily than, than Australian mothers. Breastfeeding rates are actually much lower um, and kids seem to fit into her, uh, into her lifestyle a little more. Um, Certainly in terms of the US, we see uh, some some key differences. Um, American mothers typically start much earlier with parenthood. So the average age of a first-time mother in the US is 26, whereas mm. in Australia it's 31. Mm -hmm. uh, they've also got a, a lot of other issues at play. They don't get the, the same level of maternity leave if they get any at all. Their annual leave is much shorter. So they have a lot less time off uh, with with uh, having their children than, than we enjoy here in Australia. So employee benefits become really important to them. And what we've seen with that is some really innovative businesses pop up in the US in recent years. And one in particular, that has really struck a chord with me is a business called Milkstalk run by a woman called T Kate Torgerson who was having to go back to work after having her twins. She was wanting to maintain her breastfeeding um, and she had to go on a work trip. And she had this complete palaver of um, of pumping while she was away, like mad for her twins, um, packing it all, yeah, packing that in with her luggage with ice and and she had a, a real really hard time getting through security they wanted to know why she was traveling with all of this milk they wouldn't let her take her ice through um, oh and she goodness. just went it was such an ordeal she never wanted another woman to experience that so she's actually uh, developed the world's first breastfeeding shipping 
business, um, which a lot of the uh, Fortune 500 companies now engage with her so that a woman, so they can support their female, their female employees on work trips. Um, so you can, I might have to travel from LA to New York. And when I arrive in New York, my milk stalk kit is waiting for me at the hotel. I can pump, I can put it in the kit and I, and FedEx will come and pick it up and deliver it back to my home so that I can maintain my breastfeeding whilst I'm traveling. So it's a really innovative business. And these are, uh, are as a result of some of the hardships that, that American women, um, mothers are placed under. So they're, they're probably some of the key ones. And I would also say that in the US, American mothers use social media very differently to how we use it in Australia. So Twitter mm-hmm. is very big. Yes. Um, and they've also got a much higher use of, of uh, Pinterest as well. Okay. That's interesting. Just, yeah. to, just a little bit to go back on the, on the milk stalk business, I think that really speaks to, I was reading somewhere the other day about how you know, the best business ideas are the ones that come out of solving your own problem. And that's certainly what she seems to have done there. Absolutely. I talk a lot about the mother of invention and we are increasingly seeing women entering business to solve problems that they that they have faced. So mm-hmm. uh, there's throat scope, there's, you know, Modi Bodhi, there, there's many, many different, uh, many businesses that have, that have come out of solving an issue. Mm, that's great. Now, just I wanted to talk about um, before we have to wind up about your new book, which is called The Mother of All Opportunities. Can you tell us a bit about what that book's about and, and what, I suppose what the message is? Yeah, thank you, Lucy. Um, I wrote this book um, over 2019 and it was really in response to a frequent question that I or a frequent thing that I hear all the time from business owners, which is, Katrina, the market is getting so competitive. Where am I going to find my future growth? How am I going to grow my business? And so the mother of all opportunities is really highlighting and lifting a lid on where those opportunities in the mum market are. So um, I talk a lot about some of the issues, some of the things that brands and business owners are getting wrong, some of the things they're doing right. What are some of those key trends? So we identified five of those earlier. I go into a lot more detail around those. But then I lift the lid on where the opportunities are and I profile eight sub-segments of mothers uh, of the mum market where I see there's enormous um, opportunity for growth. And one of those is that mum-led business revolution that we're seeing with mothers entering business at three times the rate of men. Um, the other thing I do is 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 lift the lid on opportunities um, in all geographical areas. So I have a look at Indonesia, um, India, China, the US and the UK. And then I have a look at some of the industries, which I think are really poorly underserved at the moment for mothers. And finally, I've gone out to probably about 20 brand leaders and research experts from around the world to get their opinions on the future of marketing to mums and, you know, where will we be in 10 years' time? So that's that's really kind of um, the, the, the yeah. essence of the book, but it's really about helping business owners and brands find where they can find their growth over the next decade. That's fantastic. Now, I know you're not literally but very soon about to jump on a plane to the US again. Is that what you're talking about there? Will you be talking about the book this time? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I will be. So I will be talking about the future of marketing to mums. Um, I'm mm-hmm. doing the opening keynote address at the M2 Moms Conference, which is the marketing to mums conference. And that's really uh, the world's premier event for people in my space. So it attracts Facebook, Google, Foursquare, uh, you know, the likes of Volvo, nice big brands um, there as well. So I'll be talking about eight success factors that I think uh, business owners and brands need to be considering and planning for over the coming decade. And then I'm doing a second presentation also where I'm talking about the China opportunity. And I'm, mm. I'm going to be talking about seven things that you really need to understand about Chinese mothers if you're, if you're wanting wow. to have some success. Yeah. Gosh, I would love to get the answers to that for an article when you get back. That would be an amazing share. Yeah, class. sure. Very I'd love to do that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, that's probably, uh, we have to leave it there in terms of time. But if our listeners wanted to connect to you um, and all the wonderful work you're doing, where's the best place for them to find you? Uh, well, look, there's a couple of websites. So there's marketingtomums.com.au. There's also, I do a lot of speaking and my speaker website is katrinamakata.com. But if you wanted to reach out to me, I'm, uh, you know, loved, I love connecting with people. LinkedIn is a great place to, to find me at Katrina Makata. Um, or even an email, which is katrina at marketingtomums.com.au. That's fantastic. Katrina, best of luck with your keynote. It sounds very exciting. And um, we'll hope to get you back on the podcast in a few months. I'd love to. Thanks very much for having me, Lucy. It's a pleasure. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 